home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Do you plan on spending this offseason? I know that we have uh, some some needs to fill on our major league roster. I think that there are multiple ways to get there, and our job is to take as comprehensive a look as we can at all possible paths there. Oh, boy. Third hour of the Rich Keefe Show. KJ and Lions in on your Friday night. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That may become the sound bike of sound bites, John, for Craig Breslow, especially with the winter meetings going on and what's happened with this team over the last couple of years. So last year, was it last year? The whole, you would later find out about the story about what it was, what you were trying to do to keep Xander Bogarts. And then the scurry at the last minute, well, this is two years ago. No, it was last year. And last year. he signed year. a big deal with the Padres. That's right. Know, while the I'm, Yankees re-signed Aaron Judge at the same time. Right. What I'm thinking about is two years ago when nothing was going on and all these pitchers were going by the wayside, and it seemed like Trevor's story was the deal that Heimblud finally made. It was like this, the one sizable deal that he did. And what, two years? That's the reason. You know why I thought it was last year? is because Trevor's story has played so few games. <laughs> He's you probably like, played one season's worth of games right. in two years. If that many, right? So yeah. you probably, oh, wait, no, that's right. That was two years ago, and Xander's been gone one year. And so here we are uh, at the press, hearing some of the same kind of deals being done, like Tyler O'Neill. Anytime you hear, hey, two-time gold glove of winning outfielder, you know what that tells me? You know what that says to me? Oh, we're getting Jackie Bradley Jr. back in here he in some form of fashion. He did 34 homers a couple years ago, though. Yeah, and Brady Anderson hit 50 in one of them. He was right? eighth in MVP voting a couple years ago. Like, to me, I actually, look, when it comes to Tyler O'Neill, is this what I want their whole offseason to be? No. But I, I actually kind of like this. I mean, he's got one year on his deal. He's going to, you know, be a rotational, probably, outfielder. <laughs> and if he looks like he did two years ago... He's going to be really good, and if he doesn't stay healthy like he didn't last year, then you're really not out anything because his contract's up after this year, and it's a little money who, anyway. Who, so who I'm okay like with this. Like, I don't, I don't look at this as like you're they describing traded. Adam Duvall from last, the Adam Duvall deal from last year. Duvall wasn't bad though. Like when he Duvall, Duvall was wasn't bad. somewhat available, like, somewhat. Like that's the I, same thing. Like, like oh man, he had such dingers a couple of years before that. And if he could stay healthy, what happened? He didn't really stay healthy. Like that, I think that's the issue here that I kind of have so far with this Breslow move. Is yeah, no, can, no, and I, I, I get it. Like I just, I don't want this to be the headline of your offseason, but like as a rotational piece, like as your outfield, you're gonna have Yoshida. You'll probably have uh, Duran, maybe one of the younger guys, Rafaela. Who you know, if this is that uh, fourth guy in that mix, like I'm fine with that. I think it's a solid no move. Power. But but is this like? You know the headline of the offseason. I I sure as heck hope not. But like I'm I'm fine with this. The individual move itself, I'm fine with. So here's here's I where like it. I here's why I don't is because one of your outfielders, potentially one of your corner outfielders, has to be some type of power bat. Okay, if that's not the case, then your two corners on the infield pretty much have to be power bats. One is, the other's not. Well, they could be, though. I mean, Casas was a good home run hitter last year before he got injured, and we know Devers can hit dingers, so I I think that potential I, could be there. I wouldn't put Casas down as a home run hitter. I see him more as a gap hitter where he's going to be more valuable in the three-hole 
I think, when he reaches his full potential. At the three-hole, driving in runs but not driving in home runs, right? I'm talking yeah. about pop where you've got two or three guys on or you, someone in that five-hole where you can still say, hey, can this guy give us 25 home runs? Casas what... gave you 24 in 131 okay, games. Okay, but there will be an adjustment, I'm sure. I'd probably say that number may drop down to 18 and the batting average goes up, right? So that's that's the other thing. Sometimes when players first come in, they've got this raw power, and then they become better hitters. I would rather see Casas become the better hitter for average, meaning that he can move pieces on the base path than just solo shots in the bottom of the seventh down by five. Yeah, you got a home run, but it did nothing. So so if you're the defensive piece, okay, I get it. If you're trying to go get more defensive pieces, but Yoshida's not a defensive left fielder. Yeah, got, I would, yeah, I wouldn't call him that. Right. Yeah. Duran, let's say that let's call him he's your, he's gonna be your speedster. And so what you get from him on the bat, you want to see a good eye and contact where he'd be able to beat out maybe 15 balls during the course of the season, right? Like his speed should be able to steal you 15 hits during the season along the way. And then after that, you're like, okay, that other outfielder should be a bopper. And that's why it's interesting that the Verdugo tree, because I want to now move into this Juan Soto situation. So many people believe that Verdugo going to the Yankees was just a temporary stop for his way onto San Diego. Uh-uh. So while Verdugo was consistent, but not what you were expecting and what you traded out for, I don't want to rehash the Mookie Betts trade because let's just call it what it is. It's an official loss, okay? Yeah. But but now you have Verdugo as like a bonus fielder, really, in New York for the Yankees because of the acquisition of Juan Soto. I actually thought that if the Red Sox had messed things up in negotiations with Devers, I was here on the air joking that there's a reason why nobody's wearing number 11 this year, because they might be holding it for Devers. What's dangerous is the Yankees were able to go get a player that you could put a 10-year contract on, and they won't be 38 years old when the contract is over. Yeah, and like you look at, I think Verdugo, and I don't know if you've heard any reporting out of New York, but I think he could be their center fielder, and then your two corner outfielders are Judge and Juan Soto. <laughs> I mean, crazy. like that's, and, and I think Verdugo, like, he was, I think, a finalist for the Gold Glove in right field last year. Like right. he's a good defender, and then that'll take miles off of Judge's legs and Soto's legs at the corners. And I mean, we're talking about a guy in Soto. He had thirty-five homers last year. I think he led the NL in walks as well. And he's only twenty-five. He already has five home runs in seventeen playoff games, and he won a World Series. Because right. what's been the biggest knock on Aaron Judge? He has not performed well in the postseason. Now you have this guy in Juan Soto, already a champion good playoff performer in that lineup. Like, I think it's a good trade for the Padres. They got some quality young arms. I think it's a really they good really trade. They payroll, that's what it is. Yeah, that too, <laughs> for sure. But I think it's a really good trade for the Yankees. Like, I think he's going to compliment Judge really well. I think Verdugo, it's going to be awkward at first maybe because I know he's had back and forth with New York fans, but I think he's going to compliment well, those guys. Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to compliment those guys pretty well. I mean, this is a Yankees t- and. The wild card for them, in my opinion, is Carlos Rodon in their rotation. Because, right, because that's taken up a bunch of money and they've gotten no performance. Yeah, and if you look at him, his last year with the White Sox and his year with the, the Giants, he was a Cy Young you know, caliber pitcher those two years. If they can get something close to that behind Garrett Cole, who is an actual Cy Young winner, with Soto in that lineup, like that's a team that could conceivably win the World Series. So, so I think he's the wild card to me. So here's my cons- here's where I'm a bit bothered. Not because it's the Yankees getting Soto. I, you that knew they had to make me. some. Well, but here's what bothers me more: is that okay? What are we doing here in New England? 
not myself, but what is happening in New England to build around Raphael Devers? What's being done? Yeah. What? I mean, what other? Uh, what? What other? Pe- because here's the thing. I think that's why you fired Heim Bloom. Because well, your question, I, I think it, your question is why he's not here anymore. But is this why you go get Tyler O'Neill? You know, like it, it, yeah. if and, and here's the other part because Devers is one of the rare players in the league that's under thirty and is giving you five quality years in the end in in in, uh, in Major League Baseball. So he's one of those guys that, like I said. If the Red Sox had botched everything, the Yankees would have gladly made him their third baseman of the future, given him 10 years, whatever he wanted for the most part, to be in New York as the absolute sat killer for the, for this market. But now when I look back, what's going on currently, right? Let's just to get away from the pitching because people will say, well, they need pitching, they need pitching. Well, you also need to hit the ball and have scary people in lineups because when you now look at the Yankees lineup, now saying, hey, we want to pitch to Verdugo is going to make Verdugo a better player. When Verdugo was here, you say, hey, we could pitch around Verdugo. <laughs> you know, we could pitch around him and we could pitch around Devers and feel like we can navigate our way around. Trevor's story, are you going to get a full season? So my concern is, hey, of the last of the remnant of the of the homegrown kids that won your World Series here over the last five, six years, only one piece is here. And there are no real pieces being built around him. Yeah, I mean, I would argue, like, I think Casas is a legit piece around him. I, I do think he's really that's good. your it's, prayer. That yeah. that's what you pray after you pray like, over I the mean, food. He, he was a rookie of the year candidate before he you know got I hurt. Totally like, I totally get that. Like, but so I, was Chuck Knobloch and Steve yeah, Sachs. Things can I, happen. I think Casas is a legit piece around him. I think Yoshida is a solid piece, but I I think no matter what. Like, you need pitching on this team desperately. And there's so many good starting pitchers available. Like, you need pitching. And I think the you Soto trade. Soto or Otani. The, right the, the Soto trade, I think, amplifies the fact that you need pitching. You need, guy, yeah, you need offense, but the Red Sox were top five in average, I think, most of last year from start to finish. They scored a bunch of runs. They missed the playoffs because they sucked at defense and they couldn't get anybody to go deep in ball games in their starting rotation. So I think, okay. like, you need to address. Your pitching stuff because you're going to have to get these guys out, especially if Otani ends up in Toronto. Like you have to be able to get these guys out. So let me let me ask you this: when, you, when we're talking about the Yankees lineup versus the Red Sox lineup, because keep in mind the the Red Sox and the Yankees were right next to each other in Harb and how bad they were last year. Yep. Lineup right now: how many players in the Yankees lineup do you think you would probably pitch around if there was a two two men on situation? How many guys do you feel like you'd have to pitch around? Uh, I would say two. I would say Soto and Judge. So you'd, you'd, have to pitch, you'd have to pitch around. Like if you, yeah, you got, you know, let's say, you know, two on, two out. I'm pitching around those guys. Okay, now for the Red Sox, who are you pitching around with that same situation? Devers and depending on the day, maybe Casas. Stretch, stretch. Yeah, right. No, no, I, no. It's it's fair. I mean, it's not on the same level as the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, it's really Devers and then maybe Casas, depending on the day. Yeah, there's no competition there. That's the like, problem is the Red Sox don't have guys to get any of those guys out. Like it's, well, it's tough. Well, well, I shouldn't the, say they don't have well, any guys, but they well, need out, more. Outside of Garrett Cole, the Yankees really don't have anybody. Yeah, right? that's why I agree. Rodo, like Rodone is their wild card. If he's right. really good, then everybody in the AL East is in trouble. If yeah. not, then it's, you know, you're in yeah. rain. Yeah, so I'm just a bit concerned that, you know, we might see the same as it ever was yeah. or same and as it's I, recently I would been. agree, though, KJ. Like, I think pitching, starting pitching is their biggest need, but they yeah. need another power bat, preferably a righty. Like, you know who they really miss, KJ, is J.D. Martinez. 
Like that type of player. Right-handed mm-hmm. bat that can hit or home runs. Power. Hunter, Red, Hunter Redfro, yeah. if you're not making comments it, about things. Yeah. Justin Turner was pretty, you know, he was good for them, but I don't know if that, like, that's not a long-term solution. They, they could use another right-handed power bat, too. Yeah, and the right fielder. Uh, KJ and Lines in for the Rich Keefe Show, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. We get to your calls next, but right now it's time to trend with Stiz. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots surprised us all, snapped a five-game losing streak last night, beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh 21-18. Bailey Zappi went 19 of 28 for 240 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. Bailey Zappi spoke with the media shortly after the game and spoke on his win. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Um, you know, things haven't really been you know, falling our way, but, you know, to go out there and play good team football, um, we had a great first half. You know, there's things that were to clean up in the second half that we didn't do very well, personally. Um, but, you know, it's great to be, great to win, and it's a great feeling. As of right now, Patriots still hold the number two pick in the draft. They'll get some off time. They're back Sunday, December 17th to host the Chiefs at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. That was the game, of course, that was flexed from Monday Night Football. First time that's happened in the NFL. Bruins lost to the Sabres 3-1 last night at the TD Garden. Lone goal for the Bruins came from Brad Marchand. That's his fifth goal in his last three games. Bruins back on the ice tomorrow afternoon, 1 p.m. to host the Coyotes. Celtics currently hosting the Knicks at the TV Garden. They've tipped off at about 7.30. Kristaps Porzingis is playing after missing four games. Right now, with about six minutes left in the second quarter, your Boston Celtics down by one point, 48-47. to 47. In-season tournament last night, Pacers beat the Bucks 128-119. Lakers beat the Pelicans 133-89. to 89. So it will be the Pelicans and the Lakers for the final of the in-season tournament. That game will go down tomorrow night in Los Angeles. Tip-off at 8.30. Little baseball news. Just a little bit ago, the Cardinals trading outfielder Tyler O'Neill to the Boston Red Sox. Sox GM Craig Reslow simply asked yesterday if, quote, he was in, to which he replied that he appreciated the question, however, would decline to answer. Shohei Otani watch continues as of right now, even though some reports say a decision imminent. No decision has been made, though a lot of reports say likely he will end up in Toronto. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keith Show with KJ and John Lyons coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Yeah, I mean, um, like, you said, like I just said, I mean, calm, cool, and collected. Um, you know, he stepped up when the opportunity presented itself and, you know, he's done well. He's continuing to get better, and I think you know the more reps he takes, you know, he's only going to continue to improve. On WEEI, 617-779-7937-37937, text line, that is Hunter Henry, on just the confidence of Bailey Zappi last night. Rudy, a message to you. Bailey Zappi might be the bridge quarterback next year. John? Yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a more likely possibility than Mac Jones being that guy. So I think it's possible, and I think Zappi's shown enough at the very least 
that if you draft whatever college quarterback X you really like, one of those top three, four guys, that it, even if they win the job, like Zappy is a capable backup for you to have for that guy going huh? forward. So I think like he's on the roster no matter what next year. All right, within the next 10 minutes, we'll look at the draft board. It's kind of changed now that the Patriots are still sitting at number two despite the loss la- despite the win last night. And we still have to come. Would you rather more likely to either or? Let's go to Matt in Rhode Island, 617-779-7937. Matt, good evening to you. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, what's up, guys? So yeah. I called about the game last night. But first, I just took my daughter and her friend uh, ice skating in Providence. And as you guys know, everyone knows the Army-Navy game is going on tomorrow. And all these all these men and women from Army and Navy were down there, you know, on, on the ice rink in, in the city. I think WWE is going off in Providence tonight, too. But to all those people and all, everyone who served, um, you know, thank you. It, it was just a really – it was cool just to see all these kids. And I did speak with them. Very nice. All these kids are so nice. Just asking them if they've been in New England before, and they're all going to the game tomorrow. So I just wanted to – Say how cool that was. It was it was really a nice nice night. Um, as 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 far as Bailey Zappi goes, you know it's like how unimpressive physically is this kid? But you know he just he just has a little he has something that you know that makes you a good athlete in any sport. You know I mean he's um, you know he stepped in, took his opportunity. He's a he's a Taekwondo Thorn catch away from being four and zero as a starter in the NFL. I mean you know you have to give him a lot of credit. And, you know, as far as Mac Jones, you know, he just deteriorated to the fact where, you know, he can't – doesn't seem like he can play this game unless everything's set up perfectly for him. I think that's kind of how it, the game was at Alabama. And, um, you know, how often do we see Tom Brady just make that subtle slide in the pocket? I mean, he wasn't a great athlete when he came to the NFL. You know, Mac just couldn't couldn't grasp it. I'm not saying it was easy for the kid. I'm, there was a lot of mistakes. But, I mean, as far as the game goes right now, Bailey is uh, Bailey Zappi is much better collect, calm and collected in the pocket, and he's better outside the pocket. You know, Matt, last that, night he's staring across. Yeah, go Matt, ahead. Yeah, I was going to say thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've got to scrape up some money to try and get that Army Navy game tomorrow. People not are getting cheap. phone calls. Not cheap. People are getting yeah. phone calls right now. Like, didn't you have an uncle that served? Like, well, he's serving at a bar now, but I don't have access to tickets. Look. I'm not saying that 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 Bailey Zappi is Tom Brady. Do not step yeah. away from so, what so, I'm about to say. Yeah. What what I'm about to say is not that. I'm saying there are similarities in the coming out of nowhere performing when they got in there that Zappi has with Brady. Do I think it's going to end up being a Brady story? Absolutely not. There's just no way that, you know, like two messiahs show up within 10 years. But yeah, unless it's it, KJ and Lions, well, it, you know, some different. well, some of the people need to know about these these messiahs here on the air. But but look, hopefully, it, I don't get struck down on my way home. Well, there are other things that messiahs can do, like turn water to wine, uh, walk on water. I don't know if you want More to try of a beer that. Beer guy myself, but yeah. Well, you know, you could. Well, then you would be a deacon. You could only yeah. be a deacon. I can. I can do. Uh, so I'm you get be to be the messiah, and I can only be a deacon. That but hey, sound I'm cool. not. I, I'm not. You, what does Stiz get to be? Can Stiz be the choir boy and like sing? Uh, Stiz, cool. Stiz is the yeah. wino on the side of the street. Okay? He's <laughs> he's on the road. Really to setting a high bar for him. There, there we go. Like he's the guy. Change. Like, yeah. 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 like, but like Damascus look, that way, Gamora this way. The know? caller's point about the pocket <laughs> movement to me, that was one of the things that stood out most to me. Right. last night. I mean, stepping up in the pocket, going through the progressions, sometimes checking the ball down, other times pushing the ball. 
down the field. And yeah, did he get helped out by the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster made a great catch early on? Sure. But he made his own share of really good throws. I mentioned the one earlier to Hunter Henry, which was my favorite throw of the year for that second Hunter Henry touchdown. And I just thought that pocket movement from Zappi was something we haven't seen from Mac at all this year. And it just made a big difference, especially when, look, their offensive line, to its credit, has been better since Mike Onwenu got moved to right tackle, but it's still not an elite offensive line. Pro Football Focus has had it in the 20s for most of the year, but if you can step up and manipulate that pocket, it makes things so much easier for everyone else. And to add on top of that, KJ, nobody in this receiving core is getting open very fast. Like, you got to give those guys a little bit of extra time. And I thought, again, that that stood out to me as much as anything else from Zappi last night is, is impressive. Well, think about the narrative that's been going on about the receiver core, and, and we everybody in the market's been loud. You know, you've got a few places that talk sports here. I don't know if people know that. And, no, and there's and only hand, one, KJ. Right. 93.7 <laughs> Stereo. No, look. Here's the thing. The FM stands for freaking monsters. Oh, jeez. Sorry, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I rubbed off the wrong way on you, but kind of impressive. I like I like the the improvisational yeah. hot hot potato portion yeah. that you're developing. This I, is really, I will, I will this shut is really up good. now, KJ. No, no, on. no. Keep them coming. Some of them are golden. Others are, are are just nuggets. I just won't say they're golden or not. But look, Bailey Zappi is allowing. And this is just my belief. This is not even something that you have to say. Well, what do your sources say? that he allows his teammates to believe that the team can compete on both sides of the ball. The defense has shown you that. Right? Even like even if you look at last year's defensive effort where they like probably won 3 or 4 games just on their effort alone. This year you're like, "Hey, maybe the defense is a great. We almost forget that Christian Gonzalez only played like what four games? Did Judon too. Right. Your two best players. Right. So yeah. You and don't Jack have, Jones, another potential right. starting corner, gone. And your return specialist. Marcus, gone, yeah. Right. So you've got these pieces gone. You have a defense that's going out there with, with let's just call it what it is, their dedicated leader for almost the last decade just retired. So you've got some new pieces going on, and you're still keeping them in the game. So if you're seeing this on the defensive side of the ball, the last thing you want to see is the person who's supposed to be the presumptive leader of the team doing things that are constantly letting the team down. That's why when you've seen the video where when Bailey Zappi comes into the locker room and he gives Bill O'Brien like the super hug and then he shakes Mr. Belichick's hand, that is all that is all Cosa Nostra stuff that I've talked about. Stizno, I've talked about this, that Belichick is whole head of load. This thing of ours is Bill's, so he shakes the hand of Bill. But he hugs his capo Bell, you know, Bill Obi. So again, it's it's almost like Bailey Zappi is buying into a system that people on the outside are having questions about. You even heard your Bill Peppers make those comments about like, you know, look, I, I'm glad we got this win because I didn't like what I was hearing people saying about Belichick. Belichick still gets defensive players who still have legs to come here. The issue is how do you get offensive players to come here? Free agents that want to come play. And I would probably guess that most of them have to see life at the quarterback position oh i would agree completely and the word i would use i feel like with the offense last night is connected like i don't think guys weren't trying as hard when mac jones was in there and they didn't and they all hate mac but it just felt like last night 
Guys are a little bit more on the same page. Things were working together. And I think Belichick last night in his press conference mentioned the word, uh, phrase complimentary football. Like you think Jab- Jabril Peppers has an interception, gets it back to the 11-yard line, the Patriots turn around and score a touchdown. That's it's right. like complimentary football. Or, hey, they get a punt blocked, which stinks, but the defense is able to hold things down. Or they throw an interception, the defense is able to they, – they even when they made some mistakes, they were able to kind of complement each other. They get the opening kickoff. They set up at the 25 offense goes down and gets them a lead like they played really good connected complimentary football except maybe the special teams but good complimentary football at least offense and defense and they were just more connected on like it felt like hunter henry was more on the same page with bailey zappi than he's been at all with mac jones this year on the field at least i'm not talking off the field but just the word i I felt was connected the the word i felt was connected and it just felt a little more connected so so that's something that, and this is why I've been making these statements over the last year or so, is this is why I don't think you can kind of blame the structure, right? Because if you want to look how bad structure can be and what happens with the team, look at the Raiders, right? McDaniels did not have, he did not have any type of gumption in that locker room. That locker room pretty much found a guy that can help with the coup, and that's what happened. In this situation, you don't really, even with the things that were going on last year, you didn't hear anybody barking about Belichick until you started hearing the stories about, is it possible that Mac is talking to people outside the organization? That's what you don't do in La Cosa Nostra. You don't discuss this thing of ours with other people who are not in this thing of ours. And I think once that was even floated, that's possible. That's what Mac Jones was doing, that he's got one foot out of the locker room. And that's not going to work. That's not a that's not a, a, a team thing. That's an individual thing. And I think individually, Mac is just not really bought in to everything with the team. Like now when you when you go back and listen to all the post games and all the comments, people went from well, you think about it, all these people saying, Oh man, at least he's taking accountability. But you were hearing the same thing over and over again, and the same mistakes being over and over again sometimes multiply. Like, even look at the Giants game. 21 for 35 for 143 and three interceptions were Bailey Zappi last night, three touchdowns, 281 somewhere in there, 241 maybe. So why is the guy just two full, like just two games ago who's supposed to be the guy against the Giants team that is haplessly worse really when you think about it Oh yeah, way worse than the Steelers, especially defensively. Right. Oh yeah, no, not even. And the char- like the Chargers have a really bad defense too. But that Giants team is one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I think, like again, to me, and I keep coming back to this. I know, but it's the catastrophic mistakes. It's not just like the Patriots go to Dallas. Their defense only gave up one touchdown in that game. 23 total points. If you told me, hey, you're going to go to Dallas against that offense and you're only going to give up 23 points, I'd say, hey, you're going to win that game. The problem is Mac had a strip sack fumble touchdown and that awful across the field pick six. Like these catastrophic level miss. It's not even just like, oh, he made a bad play. It's like, no, it's six points going the other way. The Colts game, you throw an interception that literally costs you a play to win the game. Like it's the cat. Whereas Zappy, even when he makes mistakes, they are not game-ending, game-costing type of mistakes. At least right. so even, far. Even with I the mean, Colts game, you can argue like, hey, this guy's pretty much been brought in in a reliever situation yeah, I wouldn't even with bases loaded, and, yeah. and, you, and you're coming in on a 3-0 count. Right? Yeah, like, what I, I, yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Like, I wouldn't fault 
Zappy for for that one at all. Like yeah, but, but he but, hasn't but, made. But those you heard mistakes. people doing it, John. Right? Like you're like, oh well, Zappy looks so great with that pick, and and that's the other part that I think fans have to come. Like, there's nothing well, this wrong. De- this debate, and I'm sorry to cut you off, KJ. No, but don't just, ever feel but, sorry about that. But this debate. I think has gotten people so angry. Like the Mac people can't stand the Zappy people, and the Zappy people can't stand the Mac people that are really dug in. Like, because there's an element of like the Mac people I that it. I feel like scoff at the Zappy people. Like, oh, of course Mac's way better. Haven't you watched the games? And then there's the Zappy people that are like, well, Mac just sucks and everything's his fault. And I think. People then get, because those aren't all, like, both sides of that have things wrong with it, but they get so dug in, and that's why you see people who are almost like, wow, I, I don't even want Zappy to be successful. I don't even want, like, the goal should be you want them to win, right? Yeah. But, like, I, I think both sides got so dug in. And because, really, KJ, like, I think there is... Like but it's John, not, it was it's really not like, one side. It was really one side digging in. It was the Mac Jones side. Well, but then I think the Zappy people started like anytime Mac did anything, it was like, "See, we told you this guy stinks. He's terrible. Like you're an idiot. Like for liking him." Like, and I think like it's not like Brady and Bledsoe where one guy won a Super Bowl and it's like, okay, the debate's over. Like the team is stunk either way. So I, I think that's made it also harder to separate. And I think there was so much hope with Mac Jones too during that rookie season, that that's a really bitter pill to swallow. And it was a bitter pill for me. Like, I thought Mac would be good this year. I thought they'd be a decent team this year. It's a bitter pill for me to swallow, but, KJ, I got eyes, and the facts are the facts. Like, he was bad. He deserved to be benched. And Zappy, this season, at the very least, has been better than him. But, John, here's where it really comes from. I think it, it came from some of the fan base's disdain that Cam Newton was the quarterback here. And I think when... I when had fun ba- with Cam. And I thought well, Cam stunk, but I had fun with him. I, I thought he was super limited, right? Like I didn't yeah. like I thought the, the way that maybe too strong. If, if there was a way that Cam Newton was going to be successful, it was going to be running, throwing to running backs, running back himself, and throwing to tight ends within ten yards of the line of scrimmage. Like there was just going to be no outside, there was no accuracy outside the numbers, not at what you know whatsoever. And then I think when Mac Jones came, people immediately said, "Now keep in mind, if any other quarterback had played against third string guys." Inside the preseason, they would say, well, that was against the third stringers. You don't know what's going to happen in the game. That Mac Jones became the quarterback on day one, and that became like, see, this this, this solidifies my belief that Mac Jones is the guy. And all I was saying at the time was like, hey, there's not even film on this guy where teams will make their adjustments yet. But people got caught up in the jersey sales. I don't know if I told you this, but a guy from high school reached out to me. He was just like, hey, I can't find any Mac jersey, jersey, Mac jerseys here in Philadelphia. Can you get hold of one for me and ship it to Philadelphia so I can get it to my kid for Christmas? That's how crazy it was. Okay, I, I, I hope you weren't able to get a hold of. Him I didn't. I did not <laughs> flinch. I'm like, you, I haven't heard from you since and high I, school. I, I think okay. another piece of this too though. is like the transition from Tom Brady to Cam Newton in 2020 was so jarring where you had the best quarterback ever to a guy that struggled to throw the ball more than 15 yards downfield and you had a losing season that I think when Mac came in and you know he had a similar similar body type to to Brady <laughs> similar type of offense to Brady he was making some throws chin. you got to the you got to the number 1 seed in the AFC in late November like that there was this hope that like okay, hey, Mac's not going to be Brady, but we've got the next best thing in the future here. And I think that, too, 
again, really bitter pill to swallow because we saw, oh, wow, hey, things are really bad after Brady left. But you know what? One bad year. Now we're going to be back on track and we'll be a pretty good team in the AFC for years to come. And now we're sitting here a few years later and you're literally the worst team in the AFC. And I think and that's thinking, part of it, too. I'm thinking like everybody got that just from doing the gritty on a on a blown dead play in the Pearl Pro Bowl. Yeah, and but I was I, a Mac guy, and even I thought that was like, really? Like, I was like, I don't know. That well, that, see, see, that's my thing is I would rather you hone your dancing skills outside the pocket than to show me what you got in the end zone because let's just call it what it is, man. He was really being pushed as the next guy. And I was the first person to tell you that, hey, that bridge for Cam Newton, that bridge from Tom Brady to whatever's next, it may be a five-year process. It didn't mean that Cam Newton was still going to be the quarterback, but it was going to be stinky for a little bit. You never, you almost never replace. The only time I ever heard of someone replacing what's considered a legend and like not lose anything at all is when like they went from David Lee Roth to Sammy Hagar and Van Halen. Maybe like, like Joe <laughs> Montana to Steve Young. You could but, maybe correct me. I, don't, I think they didn't really miss a beat there. Right, but Steve but Young one. was we're, on we're, the team. Yeah, right, we're talking Steve, one example. But Steve Young was on that team for three or four years before he even yeah. got to the game. That, right, that's they, a fair point. So, but in terms of like, okay, we're gonna go with a brand new lead singer, cold. We're just gonna go this way. Like, ah, people may not necessarily take to it right away. And I think that's that's my concern that I had about the fever that people had for Mac Jones. And in turn, when things started to show up, when things started to pop up, that like, hey, maybe Mac's decision making isn't the greatest in the world. Hey, why is he having problems with the accuracy outside the numbers? Hey, why? Okay, okay, Patricia and Judge is here. Gives us a little break. We can put all of that stuff on them as we see the declining results that are coming in. This is what I was saying. These things were always happening. I mean, it could have been Laurel and Hardy. It could have been Keenan and Kell as the offensive coordinators last year. You still would have gotten the same results. Better than now. Right, better than now. And so now that's now that we're here at this point, I feel bad for the Mac Jones stands who are going after Bailey Zappi fans because all the Bailey Zappi fans are saying, saying, You really thought your guy was that good this whole time? Like yeah, he wasn't. And, and and a part of it too, and this is a larger societal discussion, but like social oh, like media makes it so much harder for people to admit they're wrong. Yeah. Like they'd rather go down a rabbit hole and give you 15 YouTube videos or like that's all five the affection they can stats. get pretty much at this point. Right? <laughs> yeah, the rabbit like, hole is the only thing. Yeah, like so, like I, I maybe that is part of it too. But uh, like to me, like your goal, like my goal as a Patriots fan is like I want the team to win. Yeah, like did I want Mac Jones to be the guy? You bet I did. But like, he, look, when you're throwing that pick against India and Germany, it's it's pretty clear right in front of me. Like you're not the guy. Like you're standing up on a soapbox just saying I am not the guy. <laughs> like that's again it's unfortunate that it worked out that way after such early promise but like the evidence is the evidence kj and lines in for the rich keith show we wrap up next with would you rather more likely to either or and board your text and calls 617-779-7937 text line 37937 good friday night to you thanks for hanging out you can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. KJ and Lions in for the Rich Keep Show here on WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been a fast three hours. 
Though for some, John, as we've seen on social media, all you guys do is talk about the Patriots. And you tell them, hey, thank you for, for listening for about two hours and 15 minutes. Because... <laughs> We did talk about the Celtics and the Red Sox and Stiz's Grand Theft Auto career. Not career, his his enjoyment of the game. Let's just clear that up, right? Because um, sometimes things get misconstrued on this show. I'm just looking through my notes. I'm thinking, oh, damn. that's right. Yeah, his his video game. That yeah, was a little above. Yeah, there you go. Well, well GTA EEI. You know, because ever yeah, well, because ever since we had that North Shore South Shore debate, boy, my example of North Shore has been taking an L. Yeah, yeah. So if you missed any of the KJ Lions show. Just go to our Odyssey app and go through the weekends because we're usually here on Saturdays during the day. So appreciate Keith yeah. having us. We will be here again, though, uh, December 22nd for Keith, right? Friday yeah. night? Well, thank you so much for giving away my schedule. Now I'm going to have to find a new way to drive into work. I'm totally kidding. Yeah, that's true. Look, so actually, got... side note, KJ, Yeah. last night, I'm like 95% sure uh, President Biden's motorcade drove by me on my way into the studio here. Oh, that's have pretty you... cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, that is the, it is, that is like, think of any type of White House movie. It is the craziest thing. When I lived in Del, when I lived in DC, there's a road 395. And when the motorcade, when the president's motorcade come past, I was the very first one, the state trooper. He said, yeah, you know what's going on. I was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Helicopter coming out. You see a guy with the gun pointed out the back of the helicopter. The cars are flying. Like those guys are trained to do like 120 and not, and drink cups of coffee. So it's yeah. like, shoom, 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 shoom. I was like, good gracious. I hope they're getting to where they're getting to. Now, if you want an even crazier story, when my daughter, my daughter is born in uh, three miles from the Pentagon in Virginia. And during her surgery, where she was getting her surgery going from Arlington, uh, going from the Pentagon area over to Arlington, Virginia, for those who know the DC area. The same time President Obama was having a speech at a community college. And so my daughter's uh, ambulance was allowed to ride into the motorcade. Oh, that's so my pretty da- cool. So my daughter's, re- they, she got an escort to the hot. Now, they didn't drive that fast. But they let her into the motorcade because I couldn't get off the exit. And we we're all backed up. I see the thing going in. Foom, foom, foom. And here comes the ambulance. They let the ambulance in. So that's probably why my kid feels so, I don't know what's the word, privileged. Yeah. That's cool, though. <laughs> Yeah, you ride with the yeah. president when you're born. What can you tell? What your father? What can your father tell you when you're ten? Huh? They they asked George Bush when he uh, got out of office. They said, "What's the one thing you'll miss about the presidency?" And he said, "No traffic, ever." Yeah, it yeah. Ne- never. I actually uh, read a story. That's I, I know we got to end the show here, but like I was reading a book, and George W. Bush went on like a secret visit to see troops in Afghanistan or Iraq, and so because it was a secret visit. On their way to the airport, they just took a regular van, and he was sitting in the car, and he goes, guys, like, what's going on? Like, what, what's going on here? And someone was like, sir, this is what traffic is, because he had never sat in it <laughs> right. for, like, years. It's called traffic. Yeah. People sit at a light. That's yeah, he what was like, do. he's like, why aren't we moving? They're like, sir, this is uh, traffic. All right, we can't get, let's get to one text, real quick answer, then we'll get to, would you rather? Go ahead, Stiz. Okay, uh, how about this? Text from the 774, do you guys think Bill Belichick would ever allow his team to be on hard knocks? No. Yeah, I don't think so. It'd okay. be awesome, but I don't think. I mean, he yeah. Did, yeah, I don't think so. No, nah, it's not going to happen at all, and next year will be their last chance to do it. All right, Stiz, hit it. Yeah. Would you, you, you rather pour like the two? Either or, I ask of you. Would you, you, you rather pour like the two? Either or, I ask of you. All right, three questions. Would you rather more likely to happen an either or? They can be in anything, sports, 
life. Here we go. All right, here's the first one. The first one will be an either or. So the Patriots further develop Bailey Zappi to be the bridge quarterback next year or take an unprotected risk on another rookie QB in the draft. Bridge quarterback. Mm, Quick. Rookie risk. All right, next one. More likely to happen. Which is more likely to happen? The Red Sox make a splash in free agency or go conservative like the last two years at the winter meetings? John. Splash. Conservative. Wow, you guys had odds. All right. Last one's going to be a would you rather. So Taylor Swift has been named Time uh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Kim Kardashian has been named GQ's Man of the Year. So would you rather share a toothbrush with Kim Kardashian for a month or run Taylor Swift's social media accounts for a month? Well, they say you are what you eat, so congratulations, Kim Kardashian. But I would run... I would run the I would run Taylor Swift's social media account before I would even share a toothbrush with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I would do T Swift too because I could just take a picture of like a wall and it would get a million likes. <laughs> like you know, what I mean? like really, the Swifties are just so dedicated. Like I, yeah, I could take a picture of Stiz and people would spend two months figuring out who he is and if he's dating Swift. Well, think about it. If Kim Kardashian took a, took a picture of Stiz. <laughs> It may be something that's on the wall. I'm sharing the toothbrush, guys. <laughs> I'm doing it. I love Have you missed, Thank you so much, Sis, for your help. At The Real John Lyons on Twitter, at KJ Carson, of course, at WEEI. And don't forget Army Navy game tomorrow here live on WEEI. John, have a great evening. You too, man. Take it easy, people. See you.